We have 35 degrees at Appomattox, 36 in Amherst, 38 in Roanoke and Salem, 37 in Danville, 36 in Lynchburg, 36 in Bedford. Well, it is uh, 8.06 this morning on the Morning Jam, and we are hoping that January 6th is going to be over sooner rather than later. We have correspondent Scott McFarlane on the line with us. Uh, the House Select Committee is expected to release its final report by next week, correct? Next Wednesday is the deadline they seem to be settling on, the 21st of December. They'll issue their final report. They might issue some criminal referrals, recommendations for criminal charges against some of the key players who've not yet been prosecuted. And they'll likely do this with a public hearing or public meeting that we all can watch. And the reason they seem to be settling on the 21st is twofold. The committee expires at the end of this month. It must be done with its work when this Congress ends, which means the end of this month. They're also seeming to, to indicate December 21st might be the last time they can get the attention of America before the holidays consume everybody's attention. Well, uh, I know most people are, are getting fairly weary of, uh, it seems like it's been dragging on for a while now. Do you really think it'll, it'll be over by then? Well, that part of the investigation will end. It uh, must. Again, when, <laughs> right. this, when, when, this, when this panel wraps up its work at the end of the year, um, there will be no new January 6th committee when Republicans run the U.S. House. But there's still a prosecution. There's a criminal case. That's undergo that's underway at the federal courthouse in Washington against all those who committed federal crimes January sixth. Mm-hmm. So far, about nine hundred people have been charged, but hundreds more charges are expected. Hundreds more arrests are expected. So this is going to be a prosecution that is measured in years, not months. Right, uh, and you have to wonder, you know, once January first comes. Are the Republicans going to turn around and and try to start their own version of a January 6th with uh, with all of the the Hunter laptop and all that? Uh, You just have to wonder how that's going to play out. We do know that the House Republicans, when they take the majority January 3rd, are going to be investigating Hunter Biden. They've been unequivocal about that. But they've also said they're going to investigate the operations of the January 6th committee. They'll be investigating the investigators for the conduct uh, the committee engaged in over the past 18 months. But they also said they're going to investigate what they believe to be overlooked security failures January 6th. Um, and we're not sure what component of this final written report will include the security failures that preceded January 6th, the intelligence failures that left Capitol Police so exposed and undermanned but the Republican majority next Congress says they'll delve into it if the committee doesn't do so in their final days. Well, it's been an interesting ride so far. And like you say, it's not going to be going away entirely uh, on the 21st. But perhaps we're edging closer to uh, at least getting the, uh, you know, where they're doing the committee and you can watch everything. Uh, I, I think it's just made everybody pretty weary, including me, as you can tell. <laughs> This is an unprecedented investigation after an unprecedented moment in American history, a unique horror that occurred in our country. Congress had no roadmap for this. They tried to navigate it as best they could um, in a finite amount of time with a finite amount of resources. But let's see. Let's see how that final report looks next week if it seems like it was worth all the time and energy that went into it. I guess we'll know soon enough, won't we?
Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us this morning, Scott. Really appreciate it. Thanks. So uh, also Congress is hoping to avoid uh, sequestration in pushing the uh, omnibus spending bill. Uh, We have a a breakdown of details following that final push for the spending bill ahead of a a possible government shutdown. Uh, If you're really kind of wanting to figure out exactly how all this spending is going, here's a little bit from correspondent Chad uh, Pergram who talks about the details uh, of this, and, uh, and here's a little bit from that interview. Buying time. That's what lawmakers need to avoid a government shutdown later this week. Bipartisan negotiators made progress on a long-term omnibus spending bill, but to get there, the sides need an interim measure until the broader bill is ready. Later this week, members should be prepared to take quick action on a CR, a one-week CR so we can give appropriators more time to finish a full funding bill before the holidays. Democrats prefer an omnibus that's so they can put their mark on government funding through next year. The military prefers a longer bill that helps with planning. We may still have a shot at assembling a full year funding bill that will give our military commanders the certainty they need to invest, plan, and stay competitive. GOP House members want a short-term bill, but that would force the new Republican House to fund the government in 2023. It's unclear if the GOP can pass many bills with its narrow majority next year. Brett? You know, Chad, this is the time of the year when Congress tries to avoid this set of mandatory spending cuts called sequestration. A lot of people maybe remember that from 2011. Will that all happen this year? Let's first define sequestration. It's a budget control device which requires automatic spending cuts. It's a relic, as you say, from the 2011 debt ceiling fight. But Congress usually turns off the cuts, often in big spending bills like this one. Brett? See, we just keep adding and adding and adding and spending and spending and spending. It's just unbelievable to me. Um, Something's got to give. Something's got to break. We can't keep spending the way that we have. And McConnell just needs to go away at this point. Um, His leadership has just, I think, has just been pretty, pretty dismal. Going to the phone lines now. Good uh, good morning. You're on the Morning Jam. Hey, Janet. Now you're starting to sound like Trump with Mitch McConnell. But uh, (laughs) But I didn't say he's just terrible. He's just awful. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. But... (laughs) I uh, I think I, I was telling you about four or five years ago on the radio that <clears throat> that we didn't need schools anymore and that we could use computers and stuff. And I think Elon Musk has been tooting that horn, too. He's saying we don't need colleges anymore. But um, we could just, I mean, as much technology as we have, um <clears throat> We really don't even need schools anymore. You could just have libraries in the town to where the kids could meet a couple times a week or have maybe have a football stadium every – well, and even that, you don't need big, giant stadiums for high school football. These are just have, you know, where they can get together and have some football or baseball, have, like, municipal fields in a, in a local area where kids could go and hang out or – they can hang out at church or synagogue or whatever. Yeah. To get their social 
stuff. But I mean, and I that was before. I think I said that before the COVID took place and the kids actually went to doing that online schooling. And I just think it would be a a better thing, and we could you would save money, you would save the planet because look when you go past the school now, none of the kids ride the school bus. It'll be like 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 when you go through Rustburg, it'll be backed way up about half a mile. All the parents at three o'clock picking up our kids, and that's all going to greenhouse gas. Just sitting there, all the cars idling and trying to pick up his kids in the morning well, I mean, and pick a, them up in the a, evening. A lot of, of people don't, they don't want their kids on the buses anymore. That's that's when a lot of the bullying takes place and and a lot, you know, it, it seems Oh, I like, agree. Yeah. And, and, I, I, and I get I it. I didn't ride the bus. I, uh, I grew up in Naruna, so I walked to William Campbell uh, probably like a mile and a half in the morning and in the evening, me and a couple buddies and uh, girls, and we... We walked to school, but mm-hmm. I uh, I didn't like the bus myself. But that's what I'm saying. You could you could save a lot of money by doing that. You could save. You wouldn't have all of this indoctrination of the the kids being. I I just don't. I, I just I don't, don't understand know why, that why our... we're teaching kids. Why we're teaching them about sex in, in kindergarten? That's that's just ridiculous. I agree. You know. I agree. But um, it's just, we just it's, need to quit doing that. Right. Right. Thanks for calling in, Alan. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks. I, I thanks, think Janet. what worries me the most, and I, and look, I wish we could get rid of of government schools. I wish we could. Um, we got a text that says, with no public schools or colleges, think of the tax money we would save. The problem is our families aren't strong enough to do this anymore. We've completely abandoned our children to public schools we just you know it's not our job to educate them that's the government's job and they throw up their hands and they want to be critical and not part of the solution and i i just if we're in this bad shape now what kind of shape are we going to be in if you know we didn't have schools at all because sometimes that's how kids get fed sometimes that's the only genuine attention and affection they get for some children yeah i i will say i i disagree with alan in terms of just doing it on a computer because like i've i've now done both computer classes and in person and i need the in person and that that, you're gonna have students like that kids all kids are different yeah i i don't think you can have like there are kids who could thrive in that setting but i think we it is i don't think there's any child that can can only thrive in that yeah, setting yeah 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 but i think we lose our social i think we've proven ability. over the last couple of years that going to a computer-based education is just not going to work with given our test scores and and how things have declined over the last couple of years well they don't have the discipline because yeah. i don't know they're children so there is that We'll be back. Um, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Have you uh, put in your entry for Come to the Table Tuesday? Heaven knows we need it today. Uh, you can text us at 434-248-0704. Include your email, and uh, you could win up to 10 box lunches, courtesy of Honey Baked Ham and Harvest Baptist Church, where they remind you it's time to be kind. You make the toast. We'll bring the jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network.
You are listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Thanks so much for joining us. Our number, 866-916-3776. Lots of folks with lots of opinions. Can you believe that's a 300-pound offensive lineman singing that? How about that? (laughs) Well, he sounds just fine. He was on The Masked Singer, too. Jordan Mulata. Okay. He's He's got... Secret. This is a Christmas album that three offensive linemen for the Philadelphia Eagles made. Okay. And so, is that your favorite team Christmas in album? It? Oh, it might be because <laughs> it it's part be. of my favorite team. There you go. On the best team in the NFL. Some celebrity news uh, this morning. Very sad news for uh, Tina Turner. Ronnie T- Turner, Tina Turner's son, is uh, dead at the age of 62. Uh, he is the second of her four children. Uh, his wife announced his death on Instagram, referring to to him as her best friend. Uh, She said, I did the best to the end. Uh, I was no longer able to save you. I've loved you for all these 17 years. Uh, I'm very mad at this tragedy. She's French. I think she's struggling with her English there a little bit. Um, She finished by saying, Ronnie is now with your brother Craig and your father, uh, telling her late husband to rest in paradise. Craig, his brother, died by suicide in 2018. Um, Tina, 83, also posted a tribute to her son, saying, You left this world far too early. I close my eyes. I think of you, my beloved son, she said. Uh, The LAPD said that they responded to a radio call of a death investigation um, that was confirmed to be a male in his 60s. Not really sure what the cause of death. They haven't given any um, further details on that. But uh, but certainly our heart goes out to the Turner family and particularly to Tina Turner. Also in entertainment news, Elon Musk booed off the stage while appearing at a Dave Chappelle show. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for the richest man in the world, the comedian announced. Introducing the Tesla CEO during his Sunday stand-up show in San Francisco. The crowd immediately erupted in both cheers and jeers, with the boos soon drowning out any applause. Wow. Um, Chappelle made several jokes about the awkward situation on stage. Says, uh, sounds like some of those people you fired are up here in this audience, he told Musk. Well, they may have been. Oh, my goodness. Um, All these people who are booing, I'm just pointing out the obvious. They have terrible seats, Chappelle continued. They probably didn't expect that. Oh, my goodness. Um, Musk later took to Twitter saying, technically, it was 90% cheers, 10% boos, except for during the quiet periods. But that's still a lot of boos, which is the first for me in real life, but frequent on Twitter. It's almost as if I've offended San Francisco's unhinged leftists, but nah. (laughs) Well, not the most popular move he's ever made, probably. But that's okay. It'll be all right. Um, We have, speaking of Twitter, uh, it looks like uh, vaccine researcher Dr. Robert Malone has been reinstated on Twitter after being banned over a COVID misinformation policy. He was kicked off the platform for his post on coronavirus vaccines. Malone is a mRNA 
vaccine researcher who was removed a year ago. He had repeatedly made claims regarding the effectiveness of the vaccines. Twitter did not specify after the suspension which of his tweets violated its policy, which is pretty common. We talked about this on on yesterday's show. They'll just like say it doesn't comply with our community standards. That's what they'll put on there. Uh, In one of his last tweets before being banned, he shared a link to a video from a COVID Care Alliance titled Pfizer inoculations for COVID-19 more harm than good. Pfizer's six-month data, which shows the Pfizer's inoculations caused more illnesses than they prevented, plus an overview of the Pfizer trial flaws in both design and execution, it was in the description. Twitter slapped a misleading label on the tweet and restricted lights, retweets, and replies. Around the same time, Malone's appearance on Joe Rogan's podcast was censored by YouTube. In the interview with Rogan, Malone discussed vaccines and government responses to the COVID-19 pandemic. He's made multiple appearances as a guest on Fox, including Tucker Carlson and the Ingram Angle. What the media doesn't understand is you can't suppress information, he told Laura Ingram. Uh, It will find a way to be free. And now he's been... uh, Now he's been reinstated, which I'm sure a lot of people probably don't like. But that's too bad because that's going to happen anyway. Uh, Police investigating after a suspicious package was found inside a Bedford Walmart. They say they're looking for a person of interest. 1247, police were dispatched to the Bedford Walmart on Salem Turnpike for a call regarding a suspicious, suspicious package located inside the store. A sergeant with Bedford Police confirmed that there was one found. They say they discovered it, uh, that a white male entered the store pushing his personal cart with a big bag in the cart and a coat covering the bag. The male was seen removing his coat from the cart and leaving the cart inside the store. Police say it did not contain explosives, but it contained items they believe were stolen from the store. They say the man they are looking for could at least be charged with concealment of merchandise. They say they're using an abundance of caution by evacuating the building. It makes you wonder if somebody took them and he was just trying to return them. That's kind of what it looks like. That maybe... A kid or, or somebody stole them. Yeah, and he was trying to get them back in the store. Doesn't that what it? Isn't that what it sounds like to you? See that happening? Maybe. Uh, my youngest was quite the klepto when he was little. He um, he shoved six packets of Hidden Valley Ranch dressing into my purse. Smart kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My so I had to return that. My favorite was. And I could not stop laughing when this happened. Here I am. I have a fo- so you know the the baskets. So my mom sent my brother. So like once my brother could drive, it felt great for me because then I didn't have to run this the dumb errands. He could do it. Uh. But uh, so he runs out to get something from the store mm-hmm. for my mom. Yeah. And comes back, and he ends up with the basket, like the, the handheld basket. He brought the whole basket home. <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord. So so he comes home and oh good he, heaven. He's like he's he's like so confused. 
I have to find this photo. He's so confused because why she's upset that he's got the basket. My mom started laughing too. Like she also played it off good, which was good. But like he was just like, "What?" He didn't even realize it until he got home. It's always a challenge when you start sending your your teenagers to go and do things. I remember sending Bailey to the ATM for the first time and told her to get out twenty five dollars, and she got out two hundred and fifty dollars. So there was that. So that was fun. And then the first time that my uh, oldest son had to get gas and he kept driving around the pump trying to find the the right side to put the gas in. And then he would be, oh, that's the, the wrong side. And so he would just pull around and it would still be the wrong side. So that was that was good. I might have deleted it over a while because I didn't want to keep embarrassing my brother. Which Oh, you need I, to save that for his wedding day. I know. You better check your, your deleted. And then there was my cousin... Who he was able to drive, and his mother sent him to get his um, high tops for school, and they were supposed to be um, black. They could be, yeah, I think they were supposed to be black or navy. I don't remember which ones. But he comes back and he's got money left over, and he's so proud of himself. He's like, "Mom, I got a great price on the there shoes." Were kid shoes? No, they. I mean, they fit him, but they were purple. Nice. We found out he was colorblind. We didn't know that before then we've got your news coming up from wdbj7 it's on the way here on the morning jam we now have 37 degrees in bedford 39 in roanoke and salem and in danville and 37 in lynchburg also in amherst 36 in appomattox well danville police say they're going to be ramping up patrol for the holiday shopping season Shoppers may notice more police officers out in shopping center areas. That's because Danville police are ramping it up in places like Coleman Marketplace, Danville Mall, and Walmart at uh, Mount Crossroad. They say um, as you're here, you feel safe, certainly, but we also want to keep crime low. Our goal is going to be focusing on shoplifting. That's our main uh, prioritizing that offense is one of our main goals Uh, said a sergeant for the police department and uh, he said they've added marked uniforms and officers out on foot Um, it's not meant to discourage anyone or make them feel nervous Uh, there's just a rise in criminal activity we just want to make sure shoppers feel safe but also prevent some of those uh, happenings and just their presence i think could absolutely do that he also offers some advice for shoppers make sure your items are hidden away if they are going to put them in the car and while they continue to shop, they need to keep a lookout in their surroundings. Keep your head up. Keep your eye up. Uh, see if someone if someone looks suspicious, give us a call. We'll be glad to respond. I will tell you, I, I've been to the mall and I've seen cars packed down like Santa sleigh. I mean, there's stuff from, you, you can't even see out the back window. There's so much. So... Probably need to cover it up a little bit better than that. Have you even done your shopping? Um, no. Uh, well, it's so like, I already know I'm going to get my dad, because I give him the same thing every year. Beer. Uh, <laughs> you give your dad beer? So I decided when I turned 21, and I told my dad this, because I was like, you are hard to shop for, you like certain things, you like things your way, and I'm like, so I'm going to let you do things your way. You mm-hmm. just, I'm going to buy you. Like a six pack of beer. A for six your birth- pack? Not even like 
I sometimes do 12, but okay. I'll get a nice, like I won't get his normal beer. I'll get oh, like a nicer. Get something he wouldn't buy for himself. Yeah. That's good. So like I've gotten, I, I typically get the Bitsburger beer. It's like a special German burger beer, which mm-hmm. is really good. So I probably will do that again. Get him a six pack of that. And then, um, <laughs> so I do it every time. It's a very, very. I know bro. who used it. Right. And I have, I've done it every holiday he since I've turned 21. To, he doesn't have to dust it. He, he doesn't. Yeah. So it's ever since useful. he turned, because for example, I also got him a coffee maker last year, and they I think they broke it. And I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> so you can't go and wrong. And my parents, I got my parents pillows last year because that's what they wanted. That's like a gift. So. Especially if it's a nice pillow. I, so, yeah, it was one of those Casper pillows, I think. Okay. Well, I will say, I was going through and yeah. and checking my list twice and going through the tree yesterday underneath. I don't have one present. Oh. Apparently, Mark, you need to step. Well, up. it's not Mark; it's Mark's elves that aren't doing very Mark's well. Mark's elves need to step up. Uh, apparently, he is. He is injured. He's on the I. He's on the. Oh wait, you can't say the disabled list anymore. He's on the IL, the injured list. He is on the injured list, but he's he's getting better, so that's a good thing. He'll be going. He'll be going back he to work fu- on Christmas Day. I was gonna say, uh, has he fully? In, are you ready for him to go back to work? I'm ready for him to go back to work. He's ready to go back to work. We're ready to get things back. To normal. normal, yeah, or at least semi-normal. So it's uh, it's Taylor Swift's birthday today. Earlier we were playing Shake It Off because you know that's one of her her big, you know, songs. I know it all too well. Apparently now uh, Taylor Swift is gonna shake off this lawsuit. Finally, um, her legal team can finally shake it off. Two songwriters and Taylor Swift came to a decision to drop the lawsuit yesterday after a five-year legal battle that claimed Swift had lifted the lyrics for her hit, Shake It Off. Nathan Butler and Sean Hall, who were scheduled to go to face off at trial next month, asked the judge to dismiss the action entirely. Exact terms of the settlement are still unclear. For now, the credits on the song... Swift and original co-writers Max Martin and Shellback remain unchanged. The Bad Blood started in 2017 when they said that her 2014 song lyrics are identical to their song, Play Is Gonna Play. Sweet. Which came out November 18th, 2001. That they, they said about the song that it belongs to them? Yes. You belong to me. I, I, I'm trying to get as many lyric titles as Please I can Please don't in there. do that. All we right, got bad so blood in there. Here is the here is the um, song. I don't think it sounds anything. I mean, there's two lines. What but, if they welcome to New York? Yeah, I don't see it. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, that's just stuff that everybody says. Players going to play, haters going to hate. Swish says she would never have heard that song during its popularity because um, she was not permitted to watch MTV until she was 13. And they say that that phrasing came from everyday language and popular vernacular. Yeah, I'm surprised that thing lasted as long as it did. Because that seems like a big nothing burger. But if they think they can get some money out of Not a good Taylor, love story. They're certainly going to try to do that. 
You're gonna you're just gonna keep going, aren't you? Okay. I got three in there. I thought it was pretty good. All right. Um, you might see some meteors shooting across the sky tonight. I uh, saw some the other night. The meteors, oh, yeah. I think so. I saw some shooting stars. We have a great place to watch them uh, at our place because we're away from the city lights and we got a big old field. Uh, it's a Grim Griminids meteor shower, typically one of the more active ones. Um, an average of one to two meteors per minute is typical. Um, it may not be the best viewing because um, it, we're going to be partly to mostly cloudy, as we had in our weather forecast a little bit ago. But um, perhaps, you know, the, the, um, the moon, you know, that's been pretty bright, so that could impact the vividness. But they say for the best results, you want to be away from city lights and look to the northeast. So that's why we've got such a great place to watch ours i live downtown so that Pretty would be excited impossible about it. yeah you'll have to come to my house if you want to see the meteor shower but that is tonight that might be a little too late if you're wanting to <laughs> yeah for real yeah i don't want to fall asleep seeing your face and then wake up and see your face tray come on <laughs> that's what you're thinking right <laughs> too much it's just too much it's time for janet's five and dine on the morning jam Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They are located on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. They are your Midtown grocery store. And let me tell you, yesterday, Todd Ramsey put up some gorgeous photos of prime rib that they're selling right now. It's $10.99 a pound, and it is just absolutely gorgeous. They will cut it to order and get it while it lasts because it looks absolutely amazing. So I have a little bit of a guilty pleasure alert for today's Five and Dine. Um, I do have a confession. As much as I love to cook, I also love me some Little Debbie Christmas trees. So here is a recipe for a Christmas tree cake dip. This was actually sent to me last year, but I didn't try it because it seemed a little bit wrong. And it is wrong, but it's oh so right. So it's probably going to put me on the naughty list, but that's okay. Uh, you're going to need eight Little Debbie Christmas trees. That's what you're going to need. Eight of those. And you're going to break them up. You don't want to break them up too much. So you can even like kind of chop them a little bit. Uh, and then you're going to put with that Cool Whip. The best is the extra creamy Cool Whip. You can make it with a regular if that's all you have. And you're going to mix that together with the Cool Whip. And then you're going to top it with some nice festive sprinkles, green and red. And then if you really want to get crazy, you can uh, take a little bit of the red gel and put it over the top of the dip so that it kind of mimics the Christmas tree. That way, when people see it, they immediately know what kind of flavors they're going to be going in for. Serve it up with some nice chessmen cookies or maybe some vanilla wafers. And it, it, it is a guilty pleasure, but it is so stinking delicious and literally anybody can make it there's not one person on the planet who can't make this and make it well you can make it and store it in the refrigerator in advance and store any leftovers if there are any which there won't be especially if there's kids there for up to five days and uh, it may thicken up uh, after a day or two but you can uh, incorporate more cool whip and, and fix that um, return to the refrigerator after leaving the dip out for a couple of hours because you don't want to leave it out any more than that because the Cool Whip and the cakes will start hardening. So, I mean, let's face it. There's a lot of artificial going on in that recipe. I told you it was a guilty pleasure. And it absolutely is. If you want to see other recipes for your 
Christmas holiday gatherings, whether it's appetizers or desserts. I have a lot of them on Janet's Five and Dine right now. All you have to do is go to Facebook, just type in Janet's Five and Dine. That will pull up the group. If you join the group, you'll be able to see every recipe that's posted, and you'll be able to just type in, and it'll pull up any recipe from Plan the last two years. Plan your entire Christmas meal right there. Bam. You, you can. I think pretty much all of the recipes I'm making are on Five and Dine. Yep. This year, my sausage balls are on there. They're amazing. They are. My meatballs are on there. Uh, my bread pudding is on there. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of them right there for you. Check it out. And remember, Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. The morning jam. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart. We are so close to Christmas right now. That's just crazy. I mean, next week is it. Yeah, just so you're uh, aware of what our schedule is going to look like next week, we'll be with you uh, until Thursday, and then we'll be off Thursday, Friday, and Monday. And then we will return um, on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then we'll be off with our families on uh, for the new year. So that's kind of what our schedule Time looks like. Yeah, That's great. It is good. That's always good. A lot of people getting some some time off right now. If you're looking for things to do, there's an awful lot of things you can take in and participate in. Uh, Riverside Runners, their Jingle Bell Fun Run is going to be this Saturday at 8.30. Also, Liberty High School Performing Arts, they're going to be performing uh, A Christmas Carol, The Musical, on Saturday at 7 and Sunday at 3. Uh, Candlelight Wine Dinners are taking place at... Thomas Jefferson's Poplar Forest. That's going to be Saturday at 6. Festival of the Trees at the Bedford Area Welcome Center. That's going to run through January the 6th. Here's something interesting in downtown Lynchburg. Plowcroft Tea Room is having a Christmas party on Friday at 7.30. The little dinner theater players are going to be presenting this at Plowcroft Tea Room. That sounds like lots and lots of fun. Uh, there's also going to be um, a Christmas cantata, Light Out of the Darkness at Thomas Terrace, Winter Wonder Trail of Lights at uh, Boar's Head Resort, and um, yeah, there's just so many things to take in and enjoy. I think the parades are pretty much over, except for maybe like Verona, I think, is having theirs. Um, but for the most part, I think our Christmas parades are done after the guy in Lovingston ticked everybody off. With his uh, can't have nice things. His he's the reason we can't have nice things. He doesn't seem sorry about it though. So for those of you who missed that story earlier, there was a, a man who entered the Lovingston Christmas parade, and he had a pickup truck, and on the back of it, it had just a giant-looking Christmas card that said, "You know, buy less, pay more, love Joe Biden, ho ho ho." Yeah, so some people thought that was not appropriate and was too political uh, for things, but it's over now. I bet <laughs> you they'll, they'll be watching that closer for next year, probably. Here's a feel-good story out of Rhode Island. A Rhode Island mom is on a mission to help struggling families this holiday season. Uh, Patricia Marzini 
unexpectedly lost her child. He was only 28 years old. He had a heart attack. Uh, they thought he had just pulled a muscle. He looks like a big football player. Um, they said it was basically nothing and went to follow up with a cardiologist. Twelve hours later, he was gone. She said it was the worst day of her life. According to Marzini, besides his wife, Kate, his dog, and his friends, he loved Christmas. He loved Christmas, and his birthday is three days after Christmas, and we would celebrate all the holidays. And on Christmas Eve, I would get him and his wife matching pajamas. It was a big deal. Even at 28, he was the type of kid that would appreciate that kind of thing. Uh, had no problems kissing his mom goodbye. He was larger than life. And to keep his spirit alive, she decided to host a toy drive in his memory. She printed a big guy toy drive flyer and got the ball rolling. She said she had a great group of friends. They helped spread the word. They've collected more than 500 toys to give to uh, underprivileged children in his name. And she said it was absolutely amazing. They delivered half the toys to the free little pantry in Warwick and um, 11 large U-Haul boxes of toys. She says she plans to host the toy drive again next year and every year to follow. Now, that's a feel-good story for sure. Here's another feel-good story that we have for you. If you haven't checked out Insane Radio Deals yet, you need to do that because the prices are fantastic and, and right now, they're even better. 36.5% off when you use promo code 365. Yeah, make sure you put that promo code. People are, spit, are going there right now, so stuff is running out. So go there right now. InsaneRadioDeals.com. You can save so much money on things like... You have uh, C, uh, you have Sequest from Lynch of Lynchburg, Aqua Trek Adventures, Get Air Lynchburg, Crosswhite Athletic Club, Aseo Red... Market at Main gift cards, Southern Roots Hair Salon gift cards, Twice in for All gift cards, Lynchburg Car Wash, even a two-night stay for two people at the Natural Bridge Historic Hotel and Conference Center. It's a fantastic way to, you know, do a little Christmas shopping, save a lot of money. And you will get those. They will be in the mail typically the day you order, and so you will get them by Christmas. So, for example, uh, take the Twice in for All that is a $50 gift card, so it spends just like $50 cash. You can purchase it for $30 on the site, and then when you go to checkout, Enter the promo code 365, right. and you get 36.5% off of that. That's pretty great. That's that's pretty awesome right there. So do check it out, and you know once it's gone, it's gone, but we would love for you to be able to take advantage of that. You're helping local businesses, you're helping the radio station, and you're helping yourself to some great deals. Congratulations going out to Stephen Manson. He is our winner of Come to the Table Tuesday. We do this every Tuesday. We give away up to 10 box lunches, courtesy of uh, Harvest Baptist Church, where they remind you it's time to be kind, and Honey Baked Ham. And uh, congratulations, Stephen. He's going to be breaking bread with some of his co-workers. So they've had a pretty stressful year. And uh, they're going to be breaking bread together. And that's that's pretty cool. So congratulations, Stephen. We'll get you that certificate out. And don't forget, you can also get in on, uh, on those certificates by just texting us like we have been telling you. Text that in and you'll have an opportunity to win up to 10 box lunches. And that's such a wonderful thing that Honey Baked Ham and Harvest Baptist Church does for us. A Tulsa Zoo is asking for the public to vote on names for a penguin chick. They uh, 
are flightless birds, and they're wanting to uh, help with a name for this recently hatched chick. Um, he has parents, Dawson and Ireland, and now they want folks to go to their website and vote for the young bird. I don't know that anything would be better than the people who are naming the snowplows because those were really great names for the snowplows last week. But um, a River, Sandy, and Robbie are the names that they want to, to pick because they, they don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. They say those can go either way. Um, River is referencing the Marino uh, Riviera, former, did I say that right? Mariano Riviera, a closing picture for the New York Yankees. Mariano Rivera. Mariano Rivera. The greatest closer in the history of baseball. Well, you would probably vote for that then. Yep. So you could name him after that. Or Sandy is short for Sandman, which is his nickname. Because he played Inner Sandman like Virginia Tech is his entrance song. And Robbie was chosen in honor of Jackie Robinson, the first black player of Major League Baseball. The baseball players were chosen as a basis for the Penguins' name as they both sported jersey number 42 and... Its designation at the zoo is number uh, 242. Yeah, Mariano Rivera will be the last Major League Baseball player to actually wear the number 42 because baseball retired the number 42 in honor of Jackie Robinson. Oh. And so he was still pitching when they did that. So he was the last player to wear 42. And so they only wear 42 once a year on Jackie Robinson Day now. Okay. That's kind of cool. See, despite all, you know, through all of this, you know, my, my substitute role here. You'll learn. I, I'm teaching some things. You are teaching me some things. That's um, something we, I know today. Um, what's going to happen is what's going to happen is like you're with your boys and you're watching baseball or something. Mm-hmm. I'll just give you some random facts that you can just hit them with and shock them. I watched a football game Sunday for a How about while. That? I didn't it like it, but I watched it, and I argued with them about whether or not the ball touched the field. Hey, so I did do that. I don't know I'm who was you. playing. I don't remember, but at least I was in enjoying that moment with my kids that is true and my hubs so it's all good yeah gonna be back tomorrow it's uh, gonna be wednesday we've got some great guests coming in for you uh on tomorrow's show looks like we've got some rain coming initially they said we were going to get some mixed precipitation i don't think that's going to happen now good. i think it's going to be too warm wrench don't be a okay Grinch and bring the eggnog in tomorrow i don't want i don't want snow when I have to drive to work. All right. In my little car. I guess that's fair. I can come by and pick you up in Phoebe. You might have to. I may have to. That's true. All right, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM Greta Danville.